Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey lady, welcome back. I actually should rephrase this because for whatever reason, before I recorded this, this little screen popped up and it showed me my demographic from my podcast, which I've never once seen before or knew that I could access. (laughs) Uh, And it showed me that 7% of my listeners are male. So I possibly should lead with, hello, human. Hello, soul. Hello, you. I don't know. Whatever. We're getting in the weeds. This is totally, totally unrelated. Okay. Focus on what we're jamming on today. I'm truly, maybe this is why I'm a little squirrel brain, because I'm still just in this high vibrational buzzing energetic space from the conversation that I just had with my guest today, Marie Barker. And Marie Barker is a wellness coach and she's really passionate about meditation and movement and mindset. So you will know instantaneously when I rambled off those three things right there, why she is a connected soul, a connected human with me in my space and truthfully all of you. And Marie walks us through this journey that she's had of trauma and chronic illness, stress, depression, and what she really did to heal herself and empower herself to step into this amazing space that she's in now and take everybody along the journey with her. And that's not to say that she's dismissive or poo-pooing what she has done and the work and the trauma and what she has walked through but she just you'll see you'll see I can't even I just can't she just comes from this place of true authenticity and enlightenment and empowerment that I just want more and more of my life and I wanted to share it with you and I'm so glad that she did you'll see in as I get started I don't want to give too much away But this conversation led because she intuitively reached out and said, hey, this seems like a connection that would be kind of cool. And we had a conversation and it was amazing. And we said, we need to hit record and do this again and share it with her audience on her podcast and my audience here, you lovely souls. So that's exactly what we did. And a little spoiler is the conversation was so juicy. It was so good. There was so much that I wanted you to absorb. So I'm actually splitting it into two episodes. So today you will hear part one and next week we will hit part two. Just spread in the Marie love just a little bit more to each and every one of you. So sit back, open up your ears, open up your minds and hearts and enjoy. Today, we're doing a little off-the-cuff conversation um, with Marie, and you guys will see it's a little different format. She's going to share it on her podcast as well, so we'll transfer some goodies back and forth to everybody listening, but Marie reached out a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, three, maybe. Yeah, three weeks ago in this beautiful message on Facebook, The Powers of Social Media, 
and just said, Hey, I really, I'm connecting with you. Like, I don't know how we even were friends. We both discussed that before. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know where this came from, but it was good. And suddenly we just felt connected and we had a conversation last week and we said, why were we not recording this? Because it was a really co- good conversation of just two people like sitting down for a virtual coffee chat. And so we reconvened this week and said, we're going to hit the record button and see what kind of goodies come from this. So, yeah. And how beautiful was it when we jumped on Zoom and it was like mirror reflection of each other? <laughs> yes, you guys, I wish this is, you. I love the audio aspect, but this is where I do wish that there were visuals of saying it was pretty freaky to look on the other side of a screen and basically see myself. Yeah. <laughs> same yeah. glasses, same hair, same long face. Yeah. Beautiful soul. Um, I'm so thrilled, Megan. I'm so thrilled. And the, the curious thing about us connecting is that this whole last year, I have really been working on my intuitive muscles, like really, truly diving into intuition work. And so when you and I were chatting, you know, before we pressed record here, that is something that just fires me up because I know now with so much, (laughs) such a body of evidence in my own life, how powerful intuition is when you learn to listen to it. And that's how you and I got connected, even though I'm not sure how, like you said, we got connected on Facebook previously because we were friends already somehow. Thank you, universe, for that one. But I recently have really been diving into breath work, and there's just all of these signs and synchronicities in my life that are pointing to it. I was sharing with you that I've got these paintings that I did from 2017, and they all say breathe or inhale, exhale, or they're, <laughs> they all refer to breathing. And I must have just been blind to the signs, but everything about breath work has been coming into my space lately. And so I am in tune enough that I've been paying attention to it. And when I came across your Facebook profile that one day, something, you know, intuitively just felt so tickled. I just felt that little hit of excitement. And I was like, Ooh, something's here. You need to connect with her. And I remember just kind of scrolling a couple of your posts and just feeling this sense of connection and peace and familiarity. And I knew it. I knew that you and I needed to get connected. I knew that we needed to have a conversation and I love that it was so well received because I know sometimes on the internet when you're like, Hey, <laughs> what do you think Here's about meeting? Somebody <laughs> dropping into my DMs. Yeah. Like, what do you want from me now? Or what are you trying to sell me? Yeah. On? Do you want to be on our influencer dashboard? Yes. What yes. <laughs> collab with this? Oh gosh. But yeah, I just felt a real true sense of connection to you. And then after our first conversation, I know I have no idea where this conversation is going to go, but I know that it will be powerful for whoever needs to hear it and whatever needs to be said will come up and out that much. I trust. Same, same. And that's why we said, so let's talk about intuition. It obviously was a theme that drew the two of us together. Thankfully you listened to that nudge and it's been an underlying current of my entire podcast and my entire journey and the information that we share. And I think that there's this, misconception about intuition that you have to be you have to be this spiritual person or you have to live in this woo-woo land to have it and the truth is we all do but like you said it's being open I think most of all to these little tiny signs and cues that you could just say well I just did a painting that said breathe I just did a painting that said inhale exhale like no big deal but when you look back you get to have this view of oh, 
there was something here. Mm -hmm. And when you get quiet, I feel like you, you leave space to listen to it. You know, I am, I know you are as well, but I'm such a, I'm such an advocate for a daily meditation practice because it just, for me personally has helped me heal all of my ish <laughs> meditation and journaling are my best therapists, you know, because I truly do believe that all of the answers are already within, but we get so caught up in this train of thought that is ongoing, this like rampage of monkey mind all the time. And, you know, we're always tuned into our devices where our agendas are basically dictated by other people because we don't set proper boundaries, et cetera. And so we've always got this like rampage of thoughts going on. It's no wonder people are saying, you know, or, or wondering, well, how the heck do I connect to my intuition? And you really have to be disciplined enough to sit in silence with yourself each day and allow whatever comes up to come up and come out. And at first I feel like for me personally, that was very uncomfortable because I had suppressed so much of my stuff for so long, like years, years of little and big T traumas suppressed and pushed down, you know, which resulted in all a variety of physical ailments. So that I could have listened to, but didn't understand the connection there either. And then once you sit with yourself in silence and sit with your breath, I feel like all of this stuff that's been repressed starts to come up and out. It's almost like a spiritual puke like you like you know you you bring it up and out and sometimes it's really uncomfortable but then you can get to a place where you've brought up some of that stuff where you can sit in that silence and then things will come up for you and you will start to notice and pay attention and then certain patterns will come up in life like we were talking about the paintings you know these synchronicities of you think about somebody and then they text you and you're like oh well that's interesting you know, or you think about something and then it happens, or you think about a certain vehicle and you see it everywhere. Like these things are not random. <laughs> these are not random. Well, and when you said to, you know, all of the answers are within us. And I think to me, that's where I had really become so disconnected from my intuition, truthfully, or just any kind of practice of self work, because I, I was so conditioned to believe that I had to have somebody give me the answer, whether that was a coach, a mentor, a, a diet, a workout, yeah. a, what a doctor. I, yes. A doctor mm -hmm. who like, or, and then saying, okay, yes, this sh showed up in physical ailments or physical conditions, but I thought I was just supposed to feel this way, or I thought people were just supposed to do this. Not that, oh, this is my body communicating and trying to tell me something. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm curious. How did that show up for you physically? Can we go there? Yeah, totally. So I think on a space, so I had struggled with disordered eating and exercise addiction. So there were two flags of just such a disconnect with self. And those were tools now that I see that I was just numbing. It was a, a, a way of me just, com, just disassociating with everything. And then into that space led issues with thyroid, uh, amenorrhea for many years, gut health issues to the nth degree. And this space that just like kind of these same underlying themes that kept coming up and coming up and coming up. And it was then like, okay, what, what way of eating do I have to do to, to heal this? What way, like what medication, what doctor, what naturopath, which who can give me an answer as to why mm -hmm. all of this stuff is coming up? It's like, oh, there's, 
it's just it's telling me something and not mm-hmm. that those things weren't real like they were real they were issues that I worked through and honestly and continuing to work through um but yeah these little signs now that I can look back and say oh I get it how about I, you oh I that I just resonate so much I know I knew that we would I knew that we would um, from the first time that we connected, you know, but similar, very, very similar. I, I was, I'm the oldest of six and, uh, and, you know, self-proclaimed overachiever type a human doing. (laughs) And for so many years, I tried to, you know, wear busy as a badge of honor and just like do my way through and productivity obsess my way through life. And that led to a variety of health issues that led to adrenal fatigue at 23 and crazy IBS and you know a celiac diagnosis at 15 which was later a PCOS diagnosis at 29 like a variety of mental health issues in between all of that and then you add in like binge drinking and you had 10 years on hormonal birth control which led to liver issues and then you add in like just all of these different it was so multifaceted and yet it all pointed to the same thing which was I am under chronic stress because of this like barrage of thoughts and beliefs you know and my body is trying to tell me something but I'm doing the same thing I'm disassociating by you know drinking red wine every day after getting home from teaching because I feel so stressed out and I have nothing left so I need to fill my cup back up literally and overworking, you know, because I'm not comfortable with sitting with my thoughts and sitting and just being so I need to do all the time. So let me dive in and, and say yes to everything and have zero boundaries. And so similar, it showed up as this variety of health issues that, that I really, I really had to self advocate. And I don't, I don't ever want to regret. I don't, I don't regret any part of my journey, you know, because it did, it took years. Like I've been on this self-advocacy journey for 15 plus years, trying to navigate the Western medical system and the Eastern, you know, medical and, and everything in between and finding my path that works for me personally, because I really do believe that we all have an individual experience similar, but we all have these individual experiences. And I was the same. I sought out certain types of diets, you know, because I, learned that that would help me feel better. And then I sought out certain kinds of doctors and certain kinds of supplements or medications. And it was always outside of myself, always, always. And there's nothing wrong with those things, by the way, I think supplementing is beautiful. (laughs) I think that finding your path with a certain style of eating is beautiful. Um, I think for most of us, it leads to mostly plant-based as the answer, but (laughs) anyways. (laughs) Slight, slight bias. Slight, slight bias. Yeah. But, um, anyways, it was, it was very similar for me, but it, it took me really like, it's that whole cliche of hitting rock bottom to really open your eyes and wake up. And it really took that. It took such a season of darkness and dis literal disease in my body for me to wake up and go, okay, I'm looking for all these answers outside of myself and I'm getting all this conflicting information. And it actually doesn't seem like anybody outside of me can give that to me. You know, I'm asking all these professionals and the information is not only conflicting from them, but how would they know my body better than I know my body and why am I giving my power away? And that was something that didn't sit well with me, especially when I was, you know, being given the runaround in the, in the system and having to really step up for myself and ask for these certain tests that I was very adamant. For an example, I had to ask for four different ultrasounds before I was finally diagnosed with PCOS four different ultrasounds. Do you know that it takes six months ish between each ultrasound? Like there was a lot of, Hey, I know you didn't find anything the first time, but I really need you to look again. 
hey, I know, I know this is your job and this is, you're good at your job, but I need you to look again. And there was a lot of like head shaking and you're out of your mind, you're crazy. And I just finally got to this place where I was like, no, I know that something is not right here. I know enough about my body because of this long-term self-advocating journey of trial and error and feeling my stuff. And um, it, you know, ended up with, okay, I've got some validation here. And now, now that I have that information from outside and within, now I can take some other proper steps forward. Yeah. That validation is a space that it is, we don't want to live in a space where you have to be constantly validated, but I think especially when it comes to your health, it's like, I'm not crazy. Like, yes, like this has, like, I knew something and I've same, like as much as my journey with intuition has been, I've been finding it and breath work was this catalyst to help me find it. I know always that I have had, that I have had a strong intuition that I have led and felt stronger in areas listening to it and honoring it than I have in other aspects of my life. But the advocacy for self was so huge. It was, mm-hmm. I know that there is more and please, like, please listen, please do like begging for somebody to give me a test that I knew that I needed. Mm-hmm. Well, and really like we're talking about intuition, but at the end of the day, it comes down to, I trust myself. And I think that we really are conditioned to not trust ourselves. We're conditioned, like you said, to look outside for these answers to some kind of authoritative figure who can give us the answer that we're already seeking that we already know. And if we would just tune in using practices, like you mentioned, like breath work, you know, or meditation, journaling, like all of these different things, these different um, natural (laughs) healing methods, the the ways that our bodies are meant to function. um, If we would just turn to those, we would, we would realize that the answers are already within us always, but it's just this sense of like, can I trust myself? And, you know, I don't, I feel like for the, for the woman listening to this, who is new to trusting herself or leaning into intuition, you know, just ask yourself this. If you have been, if you've spent X amount of years searching for the answers outside of yourself and you're still discontented, you know, would it be that ridiculous to maybe turn within for a little bit and just see if that works? And guess what? If you do turn within and it doesn't give you what you want, then you can go back to what you've been doing. But I'm assuming that it hasn't worked. Otherwise, you wouldn't be perpetually in this cycle and in this space. Yeah, I'm definitely one. um, I really have a firm belief that nothing is by accident. I really do think that we create all of this. And just like this conversation is happening right now and and we we've both had our paths and our journeys, you know, I really do believe that we create everything that we get to experience the good, the bad, the ugly, and the awesome. And some people listening might not like that because it means you have to take full responsibility for the shit sandwiches too. But I love that. I love that. I get to take responsibility for that. It's not a fault thing. It's not a blame thing, but I get to be this co-creator in my life. And I feel like along that same line, you and I both kind of stumbled into, you know, meditation, breath work, intuitive work and coaching and the wellness world. And I would really love to know for you personally, like what was the, what was the stumbling into breath work for you? What did that look like? Yeah. Messy. <laughs> messy. I love it. I love it. Um, like, <laughs> totally. It was something that breath work was on my radar of things that I should do for 
a long, I mean, probably a year, almost a year, I would say, before I actually took the steps to practice myself. And it was something that I felt drawn to, but also something that I felt would be a saving to me. Like, oh, this is a thing that I should do because I practice these other holistic methods of, of living. And so when I found breath work, it's, it, it was this really crazy space of duality because it immediately sucked me in, in a space of, oh my gosh, what is this insanely crazy practice? And at the exact same time, I was like, I fucking hate this because (laughs) I don't like what's coming up. I don't like feeling this. I don't know how to feel it. And, and I've shared so many times with the women that I breathe and the women that I coach or anybody I share breath work with is I came upon it in such a way that I had done with so many other things in my life of just this full steam ahead. And so I didn't realize that it was truly a healing modality and I didn't have enough capacity and resource in self to manage all of the sensations that I had numbed for the majority of my life because I had learned, I had trained myself to live in a disassociated and numbing space when emotions came up, when feelings, when memories, when Mm -hmm. traumas, like you said, big T and little T traumas came up, I wasn't secure enough in self to know how to manage that. And so it was, breath work was really hard for me. And it would truly cause me to be in a lot of an anxiety spiral for a long time after a session. Mm -hmm. And in this, again, coming back to intuition, in this space, there was something of, I hate this. I don't like how it makes me feel. I, I don't want to even do a practice on my own, but I think that I should get certified. And I had no idea why. And the more that I practiced and learned, understood breath work, had somebody hold space for me and show me how to appropriately do breath work in a way that was safe for my system, I grew my capacity, I grew my resource and deeply, deeply fell in love with it. Oh, I love that so much. And I, I just truly, Megan, I, I reflect so much of that. I'm like, I don't know why I feel so drawn to this. I don't know why I feel so drawn to practitioner training, but here I am and I'm listening to this calling and I, I know that the how is none of my business. You know, because as long as I'm listening to that gut call, it's never been wrong before. Like I have a hundred percent track record. If you look back hindsight, <laughs> always, you can always connect the dots looking backwards. I shared this with um, some of the women in my community yesterday. Like you can uh, literally a hundred percent of the time it's worked out. If you're here listening to this, you and I talking, we're still alive. We've made it. It means that a hundred percent of the time it's worked out beforehand. So why would we ever second guess that it's not going to work out a hundred percent of the time looking forwards, you know, but looking forwards, it's like, you're on this highway and it's snowing and your headlights can only show you like a hundred feet ahead. And you just got to trust that the highway is still there. (laughs) You really just have to trust and surrender to that. And that is what is so beautiful. I love what you shared about it. Like you said, I I needed somebody to hold space for me. I wasn't sure what it was going to look like, but I felt this nudge and I needed to follow it. And then look what that's created for you. What a beautiful contribution you're making and what a beautiful impact you're making because of it in your own life and such a ripple effect to the, the lives of people around you. Well, thank you. And I, I truly, I hope, and that's, that is my mission of allowing, honestly, just holding a space for somebody to find their path and find their way and what is best. And I know that 
meditation was kind of your gateway into this space. Mm-hmm. Same. How did you find it? And what was it like to sit with your shit at first? <laughs> I love that. Sit with your shit. That's so good. I'm going to put that on a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I stumbled into meditation as a last resort <laughs> because I needed it. You know, I really truly believe that our mess is our message and we mm-hmm. teach what we most need most. Did I say that right? We teach what we need most. And for me personally, I had this, I I shared, I have this history of chronic overdoing, overthinking, being busy, you know, anxiety, like, like I I had developed PTSD and a generalized anxiety order. and, And I was really struggling with not feeling safe in my own mind you know, and when I first started meditation, it was so uncomfortable. Like you said, like it was, I I didn't feel safe, Megan, closing my own eyes because I would have flashbacks from a trauma that happened earlier. And, and for me, that was so challenging. When we feel discomfort, we want to run away from it. We don't, we want to numb, we want to cope. You know, that's why we turn to these things. We turn to social media scrolling and booze and drugs and sex and whatever else overworking, like food, insert any coping Mm -hmm. mechanism. And, um, for me, it was, I was so anxious and so riddled with anxiety and I didn't want to be medicated for it. I really, I didn't, I didn't want to accept that for myself personally. I didn't want to accept that as, as the only answer, you know, to my plight. (laughs) So I found myself experimenting with meditation and it looked like downloading an app. I think I downloaded Headspace app and I listened to like a two minute meditation or something. And I was like, well, that was ridiculous and hard, like two minutes. (laughs) And then the next day I showed up again and, and I, I just started with two minutes. I just gave myself the compassion and grace to show up really in a small way each day. I said, you know what, if I can just give myself two minutes of sitting with my breath, I have this feeling, this gut feeling that this will help. I don't know how, I don't know why I don't really believe in it yet, but I just, I'm willing to try because I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and trying so hard, trying so hard. I was already well on my way with my, my wellness journey. But like you mentioned before, like I was over-exercising. I was trying to hate myself skinny. I was, you know, cutting carbohydrates where I shouldn't have been cutting carbohydrates and that kind of thing. And just trying, you know, we, when you know better, you do better, but I, I was just trying all these different things. And so when I finally trusted meditating, which is my definition of meditation is just being with your breath in this moment, like meditation and breath work are the same practice. It's the same thing. It's being with your breath in this moment. You know, it's mindfulness, it's intentional living, it's breathing, it's being, it's all those things. That's all you're doing is just being with your breath. There is no, there's no like woo-woo factor to it. It's just you being with you. And so I started with this two minute practice, started you know, moving up to three, four, and then eight minutes. And then for like three or four weeks, I was at 13 minutes. And then for a couple months, I was at 18 minutes. And finally, I broached this 20 minute mark. And I was like, damn, I can meditate for 20 minutes. This is incredible. You know, and, and similar to you pursuing breathwork training, I really felt this healing unfolding for me with it. And so I pursued my um, lifestyle meditation certification, because I knew I wanted to bring this forward. And that led to me hosting workshops on stress reduction and teaching people practical skills and what is meditation what's the science behind it how can you meditate you know how to meditate and how can you actually develop a daily practice because I feel like so much of it people understand on an intuitive on a gut level on a healing level they're like I know this sounds like it could be good for me but I actually don't think I'm good at it so I'm not going to try 
And so I really wanted to make it approachable and practical. And then that led me to launching uh, my first online course, which is literally called Stress Less and Learn to Meditate. And so that's been such a huge part of my journey. And I find myself now, obviously in this conversation with you, so, um, so attracted to breath work and learning more and diving into different forms different styles and being able to bring that as an added tool in my tool belt to people because like you my mission is literally just to show up as free healthy healed and whole as possible and to inspire the people around me to do the same like I just think that when we heal ourselves we heal the world so that's that's where I'm at that's my mission Mm, I love it I love it that we can put on a t-shirt too yeah sit with your shit and heal your stuff yeah just do your own stuff here and that's the cool part too is there's so many different ways to go about it it doesn't have to look you don't have to meditate on a pillow with your legs crossed for x amount of time you don't have to do this certain breath pattern to get where it is it's it's all one in the same in honesty and you get to add your little tweaks and flares in what feels good for you yeah you can't get it wrong you literally can't get it wrong (laughs) Okay, I'm curious, what is maybe one of your favorite breathwork techniques? Because I would love to chat a little bit about that. Ah, I know. I totally am leaving you in a cliffhanger space. But there is a reason. And the reason is, as I said in the beginning, this conversation with Marie is so good. And I have found my attention span getting shorter and shorter and sometimes I like little bite-sized pieces and I wanted to give that to you. I wanted you to be able to sit and absorb this and really take in the pieces that we're talking about and the way that we're doing it in just a flow that is just easy and light and so I'm going to leave you hanging but don't worry part two is coming next week you will find all about the breath patterns that we like and just other easy simple ways that we're weaving these practices into our daily life so if you are wanting to know more check out and connect with uh, Marie or myself on Instagram Join the conversation there, take it over there, and hang out and wait until next Tuesday when part two comes out. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode, and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.